0: Saturday, 8.30 p.m. Submit it for your approval. Suddenly, the lights go out and an entire cast is gripped in fear. Why? Because they're a bunch of lily-livered, sniveling weenies. Hey, hey. That's why nice. we all have to deal with fear. Some fears are imagined. <laughs> Ha-ha, not gonna get me walking out under a ladder. Too dangerous. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Other fears are very real. Grandma, are you gonna be in the bathroom all day? <laughs> She's all yours, sweetie. <laughs> nothing quite like a good long reader's digest article. Huh? President Franklin Delano Roosevelt once said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Obviously, Franklin never went to a public school.
1: This is just a reminder about the backwards dance next
0: Friday.
2: <gasps> Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nick,
1: Nick, Nick.
2: Nickelodeon.
1: Good morning, class clown training school. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm uh, I'm Chris. Nice,
3: and this is episode number two hundred and fifty-four. We're going back to the Roundhouse. Oh yeah, with the episode "Fears." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should we have saved it for October, Andrew?
3: Mm. Yeah, and it occurred to me as I was watching it, but uh, it's not a particularly
1: no scary There's... episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know that twilight zone intro i was yeah. kind of like oh this could be cool but they they abandon it kind of quickly <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah immediately
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now this is we we have a longtime friend on also named chris this is not the same chris uh gut buckets this is a new chris uh chris you're one of uh many people now who have kindly supported us on patreon you're part of that betty Antier, tier and uh you 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 asked about per- perhaps watching or doing a roundhouse with us, uh, which I think Andrew, you and I, even though we didn't grow up being huge roundhouse fans, I think we've kind of gotten, uh, you know, I think we kind of enjoy revisiting it yeah. now.
3: Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, but Chris, how did, how did you come across us? What's, what's your uh, relationship with Nickelodeon? Tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself.
4: <laughs> well, uh, I'm older than, than you guys. I think I was born in 80. Uh, okay. So... I was kind of done with Nickelodeon for the most part by, like, 94 or so, except for, like, Rocco, which I always loved even after, you know, I got a little older. Um, But um, there's a a podcast called What a Cartoon that uh, they do, like, animated shows and stuff. Mm. And every April they do a, like, April Fool's uh, live-action cartoon. And they did a Pete and Pete episode uh, a few years ago. Um, so I revisited because I didn't really like Pete and Pete that much when I was a kid. I thought it was okay, but I just thought it was really weird. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't like a huge fan of it. Um, and so I watched an episode for for that so I could, before I listened to their, their pod and I really liked it. It was The Call. Oh, um, yeah. And so then I started like looking for other Pete and Pete podcasts, basically. Uh, and that's how I, I stumbled on, on your podcast. And, um, so that's kind of, you know, pretty much it. As far as Nickelodeon from the 90s, um, I really love Rocco and Pete and Pete now. Um, yeah, and uh, I was a huge, are you of the Dark fan when I was a kid, um, and you know here here and there are other stuff as well. But those are the, those are the big ones.
1: Nice, very cool. And and what about Roundhouse? Like, what's your
4: relationship? Like, were you always a big Roundhouse fan? Uh, I wasn't a big fan. I'm not even a big fan now, really. <laughs> uh, although I do, I like it. Um, so so when Snick. Premiered, it was. Uh, I was 12 years old, so it was kind of like right in my sweet spot because I was getting, a, I was almost a teenager, and it was kind of built around like older kids. Um, yeah. so it had Clarissa as like a sitcom, and then Roundhouse was kind of like SNL and Living Color type stuff, yeah. Um, and then a cartoon, and then Are You part of the Dark? So snick was like a big deal for me, so I really, I really love Snick, um, and you know, Roundhouse is part of that, so. I actually have never liked Ren and Snippy, <laughs> um, but uh, but everything else uh, on on Snick in the early days, I was really uh, that was really cool. So I, I've always kind of um, remembered Roundhouse fondly, and it was completely unavailable for you know twenty years until yeah. it started popping up on Daily Motion and and uh, more and more on YouTube uh, more recently.
1: Right. Yeah. Luckily, uh, we should say for the listeners, if you want to check out this episode it's, um, available in its entirety on YouTube for free. So kind of cool. Um, and, uh, Chris, do you, are you a musical person? Like, does that aspect of roundhouse uh, appeal to
4: you or? Um, not really. Uh, I'm more like, uh, into like the sketches and stuff. Like when I was a kid, uh, my older brother and his best friend, um, they were like a lot of times in charge of like church youth group stuff mm-hmm. and they would perform sketches like they would do their own sometimes but they would also do stuff like who's on first and like classic <laughs> sketches yeah um and i always really uh, was entertained by those so when roundhouse popped up it was it kind of reminded me of that and and i kind of related to it for that reason very cool but the yeah the, yeah I think it's, it's okay like i mean it's kind of like cheesy <laughs> 90s it's like not quite radio play level you know, music. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's it still got it. There's still an appeal to it, I guess. And dancing, I've never, I've always have kind of just a uh, hot take, I guess. Dancing is stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> I appreciate the talent it takes uh, to perform that way, but I've never yeah. really been impressed with dancing. I just, I don't know. I just don't see the point, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, something about Roundhouse when they start breaking out in the dance, it just feels... Um, it just feels so like '80s slash '90s. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now there's a like. Of course, there's a dance break, but uh, yeah. by today's standards, it really feels jarring when yeah. like, it goes from sketch to dancing.
3: Um, yeah, uh,
1: what, do you, I, what do you think? I about
3: think that? I like it better now. Oh, I'm really? Like, I mean, just as like a cheesy part of the show, I'm yeah. like, yeah, the dance. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just just uh, now that I'm expecting it. I'm like, I- I'm enjoying it
1: hmm um yeah yeah do you Andrew do you have a preference would you rather watch them dance or do you like the songs
3: (laughs) I have a similar feeling about both I guess the songs I also feel like are super cheesy but I'm like looking forward to them for their cheesiness now
1: yeah yeah it always feels like a weird way to end the episode with like, they, they always end with something so sentimental. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they got to try to kind of sneak in a joke afterwards. So it doesn't end that way. Yeah. It just feels a little. Yeah.
4: And the, the punchline is often just the tagline.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. Their version of
4: life from New York, basically. <laughs> yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> I mean, right. I give them credit for, uh, just like how much they're trying to pack into every episode. Like they're trying to hit all the bases. Just it becomes a little much, but, you know, good for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Well, uh, because this episode uh, is available on YouTube, one of the rare things here is that like it's not only it's not only on YouTube, but it's includes the commercials. Yeah. Which I always love. Um, And this uh, presumably is a repeat yes i would think so based on youtube yeah based on the commercials i would think so um but uh we're going to include some commercials as we talk about the episode here today uh, so that you guys can hear them um but before we get into it this episode uh this episode is season two episode seven of roundhouse um now it's very hard to know exactly what date because they did such a bad job of keeping dates on these, but I est- I, I feel pretty good in my estimation that this aired on September twenty sixth, nineteen ninety-three. We know it's a Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and based on it being the seventh episode, I was able to kind of like measure out mm. when the season would have started. Um so I'm I'm I feel pretty confident that it's late September night of ninety-three. Um you guys want to hear a little bit about it? Yeah, oh, yeah. would love to. All right. All right, here we go. September of 1993, uh, New York Yankees pitcher Jim Abbott no-hits the Cleveland Indians four to nothing at Yankee Stadium. Andrew, do you know what? Why this is? And, you know, people throw no hitters, but do you know why Jim Abbott is um, like a very special case? No, what, Chris, do you?
4: Um, clueless here. <laughs>
1: uh so jim abbott was actually a pitcher who only had one hand um so yeah. he would throw with you know i think he only he had a left hand so when he threw he'd wear his glove on his right hand and immediately he'd switch it to his left oh. hand to field um but wow. yeah he th- he threw a no-hitter against uh, our very own <laughs> cleveland indians uh pretty wow. incredible yeah
3: yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty
1: impressive yeah. um the single, I Would Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do hmm. That, sung by Meatloaf and composed by Jim Stein Steinman, is released. It goes on to be number one in 28 countries. Wow. Well,
3: yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> it's surprising that uh, it's sort of surprising that it's this late in time that it yeah. that, uh, came out. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I would have thought like late 80s for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. early 90s. I mostly remember that as like a song me and my friends would make fun of, honestly. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it, it takes, it I'm takes, meatloaf, but
1: <laughs> oh, it takes real guts to n- name yourself as an artist meatloaf.
2: <laughs>
1: mm. Oh, yeah. And like, it also like, how did someone not stop him?
3: I think it yeah. was like an, a nickname from when he was younger. So it was uh. just like in, you know, set, kind of set in stone already. It was mm. a different
2: time. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a great yep. name.
3: When you hear it, like you can't help, but be like, what the <laughs> hell is that?
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, obviously I was devastated when actor Daniel day Lewis pled guilty to speeding charges. Hmm. Um, Still recovering from that. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh, A 6.4 earthquake uh, strikes India, unfortunately killing 28,000 people uh, that month. Um, Similar to, I think, what we're experiencing right now. Turkey, just very sad. Um, uh, Jimmy Doolittle dies. Uh, He is a famous uh, Air Force general who conducted uh, one of really the most important raids of World War II in Tokyo. Uh, he dies at age 96 for the history buffs out there. Mm. Um, Andrew, TV this month. I think you, this is going to sound like hyperbole, but I think maybe September of 1993 is m- the most important month in 90s television. <laughs> okay.
3: Are All you ready? Time. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, alphabetical order. Here we go Animaniacs. Like it. Boy Meets World. Love it. <laughs> Frasier
3: you know how I feel about Fraser. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, if you're if you're not on Patreon, we just had a five minute segment on Fraser. Uh, Grace under fire. Late mm. night, late night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple.
3: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Lois and Clark. Mm. A- NYPD Blue. Mm. Just as far, not saying I like, but influential, sure. it's right? Big, it's big. Yeah. It's a big time. Yeah. Rocco's Modern Life.
4: There oh, we go.
1: Say by the Bell. The New Class. <laughs> <laughs> now that's influential. Yeah, there we go. Uh, C- college years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh yeah. Sequest. Uh, mm. Um, the Sinbad show, which I never watch but I Ooh. love Sinbad. God. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah. Walker Texas Ranger and the x-files oh my god uh, so i mean I, in my opinion good. in my opinion animaniacs boy meets world fraser conan legends Rocco, um tales from the crypt walker and x-files that's a that's like a very defining month of tele, like for what will end up being 90s television and of course for other people nypd blue
3: yeah uh, sure uh walker's a uh, big influence on you who didn't love Walker? Tune, tune yeah, into USA. It's
4: fine. I don't want to quibble. So tales from the crypt that can't is that tales from the crypt keeper perhaps? The oh yes, tales from oh, the crypt yeah, keeper. Okay. Yes, that's that's a, a, I was thinking the live action show was in like the late eighties. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, it's Crip Keeper. I love tales from, from the cryptkeeper too. Keeper too Yeah, yeah. I was probably too old to. Really watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I also like it.
1: That's good. Well, there you go. That's just... Uh, I nice. thought when I when I saw X-Files, Frasier, Conan, Boy Meets World, I was like, ooh, Legends, Racco, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> That is pretty.
3: It. That is very good.
1: Yeah. One month, I mean, yeah,
4: yeah that's yeah. pretty
1: impressive. Um, and
4: Roundhouse Fears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> People could not stop talking about it yet. Um, the only one show ended that month, I've never seen it, and I'd never heard of it before this. It's called Studs.
4: <laughs> i think that was a like a dating uh like a really, really crass dating, game. Mm, dating okay game. okay that, that seems to be what it. i can't i can't promise but that sounds sounds crazy. right <laughs> Unboxed, maybe.
1: yeah okay all right well sad i missed it i guess um music we have two number one singles that month we have a classic for one week uh, ub40 can't help falling in love with you mm. you know that one andrew
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and it's weird uh because we just talked about this song uh when we did old man corcoran on patreon but um you know old man corcoran aired in october of 93 so this is just before that uh for three weeks dream lover by mariah carey which was number one all october as well mm. um yeah but uh other albums that came out uh counting crows have august and everything after a pretty big album um we have uh nirvana with in utero we have adam sandler with they're all gonna laugh at you which uh, i love that it's, album yeah. Wow. yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah that was pretty i i remember listening to it in uh, elementary school
1: and like uh,
3: feeling like i was getting away with something you oh know?
1: for sure <laughs> yeah those were pretty raunchy some of those yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah
1: yeah um and then can we discuss this album title uh meatloaf bad out of hell 2 back mm-hmm. into hell oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it
2: the back into it. hell <laughs> yeah, perfect <laughs>
1: So, so not technically, deep... not technically a bat out of hell. <laughs> bat out of hell.
3: He's going right back. It's so incredible. So
1: so why not just call it bat back into hell?
3: Because <laughs> you just gotta like.
1: Now you want you know,
3: Bring it, it.
4: home. <laughs> yeah, you need
3: to. <laughs> you need to have all that. You want yeah. that
4: inherent marketing that comes with a sequel? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, Meatloaf. But when they see Bat Out of Hell again, they're like, oh
1: my god. Yeah, you don't see it a lot with albums. A lot of like yeah. sequel albums. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, meatloaf, one of a kind, obviously. Sure. Um, movies that month, we have three number one movies. Uh, for two weeks, The Fugitive. Oh, yes. Uh, for one week, a movie I've never seen, Striking Distance. No. And for one week, Andrew, I know we watched this at your house, uh, The Good Son. Mmm. The uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin
3: i do remember
4: seeing it like around when it came out i guess um yeah yeah i went to the um me and a friend went to see that at the theater we were both 13. (laughs) uh uh, it was rated r so like his mom had to get us in but (laughs) (laughs) we were really excited (laughs) to see a dark macaulay cult
1: (laughs) yeah it's so interesting because you know the whole selling point is like the kid from home alone's first non-home alone movie yeah and that is a weird <laughs> that's like a weird way to go you know
3: i'm i'm sure they were like how do we go as far away from this comedic performance as possible like, to show i can do the exact opposite you know yeah <laughs> and that uh, that last scene of
1: that movie yeah
3: most memorable part Jeez, uh, it's I don't really give it the,
1: away. it's really the only thing i remember yeah yeah, yeah. um also released that month true romance Oh good.
3: True. Oh yeah, True Romance. It's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Airborne. Uh, Oh, Airborne. The the roller skating Uh, movie. Yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, We get dazed and confused. Mm. And a Bronx Tale.
2: Okay.
1: Of all those movies, which one you watching for the rest of your life? (laughs) Uh, What was the first one again? The
3: Fugitive. Uh Oh um I, i'm going um dazed and confused
1: mm. you were thinking about airborne though
3: um so, eh, not really i mean okay. it's it pretty <laughs> it won by a pretty big margin.
1: uh what do you think chris
4: uh true romance may be the best of those movies yeah, um, yeah. but i'm definitely gonna go with the fugitive that's mm-hmm. i'm a big fan harrison ford for life
1: it's a great movie yeah. yeah. Do you, are you, were you a fan of the follow up with U.S. Marshals?
4: Not not at all. Okay. <laughs> I remember uh, I was excited because they actually filmed part of uh, U.S. Marshals uh, here where, where I live mm-hmm. uh, on like the river, mm-hmm. and um, so I was even more excited, uh, you know, than I was would have been anyway. But um, I was like, why did they make another? like wronged like have him chase a real bad guy this <laughs> i just didn't i did, didn't like the concept and i never really
1: liked the movie yeah and it felt like the, for a lot of it they were just trying to repeat the same exact thing exactly. it's like why not why not just like try a new movie um, but <laughs> yeah okay I, I think i would go dazed and confused but fugitive is, and true Room. yeah it's a, it's a, it's an okay month it's a good one yeah. Uh, yeah and video games we have final fantasy legend three uh, I've never played that. Um, you guys? Never. No. So. We have Gunstar Heroes. We have Mist. Oh, Mist! I know of it. Oh,
3: man, I remember when that came out. It was computer, like, when it first came out, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't remember playing this, Joe? No. Was, uh, maybe was like, I what watched about- you play maybe- it. It was like a 3D, but like one of those games where you point and click like to go, you know, it's like I want to go to the observatory or whatever and search around to see if I could find any clues.
1: Anyway, classic, hmm. classic. Okay. Uh, and finally, we have Roadrunner's Death Valley Rally. Hmm. Yeah. A game I, uh, I've i never played any of these games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's a little bit about September of 93. Do you guys want to talk about fears? Mm. so much oh Oh, wait chris i didn't mean to ask because how did how did you land on fears like what just because it was available did you remember Um, this one
4: yeah it was mostly because it was available um i actually was worried at first because you know there are times when you like all the roundhouse stuff gets scrubbed like Mm -hmm. because i'll look for them occasionally and, and sometimes i can't find any and sometimes i can find several yeah Um, so there were a few there were like three or four on youtube and um i watched one that was really bad (laughs) so i didn't want to watch didn't want to choose that one uh and then i watched one that i thought would be a there was one called like tv on trial or something Mm. and i was like well this could be good because there'll be like a lot of tv parodies Mm. and within like the first four minutes there was like something that could probably be considered really racist so like, <laughs> i'll just pick a different one uh and i thought this one was pretty good uh so I, that's, that's pretty much the process gotcha
1: cool. it, it does seem like every roundhouse we've done there's at least one moment where you're like oh boy like yeah. uh couldn't yeah. couldn't, couldn't yeah. do it now <laughs> <laughs> right. um okay andrew we well get, get us into it because i always know it's a doozy uh Saturday eight yeah. thirty p.m. at the Roundhouse. The
3: lights go out. Okay. <laughs> perfect beginning. Frankly.
1: Oh yeah, you have the band doing the Twilight Zone jingle behind yeah. them. Yeah. Um, you got what's his name, John Crane. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I mean, he's a really good host. You know, like that's. Yeah. I think yeah. that's. I know he does dad, but he's like the perfect segue guy. Yeah,
3: yeah. and one of the main writers on the show. Mm, he's yeah. just like a all-around guy okay.
1: jack of yeah. all trades
3: yeah yeah um so channeling rod serling john walks us through fears both real and imaginary including walking under a ladder using the bathroom after grandma and asking a boy to the dance
1: yeah mm-hmm. this is the first official sketch
3: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i, I okay. gave it a 2.5 out of 5
4: oh jeez. <laughs> Did it get one of the one of those stars come just from being virtue of being a Twilight Zone parody? <laughs> That's pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, you know, obviously
1: I didn't ask you guys to do this, but I was just like, as I went, I just started rating them, and then that made it a lot mm. easier because then I just averaged my rating for the episode. There You go. Um, <laughs> so this is not the best one, not the worst one in my my opinion. Mm.
4: You know, one one thing I wanted to point out on the the uh the grandma in the bathroom, like we get it like a stinky poop joke right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. But like the way the joke hits, like it's almost like the punchline is more like the scary part is the reader's digest article. Yes, that's mm-hmm. when the girl yeah. screams. Yeah, and they and they put it like right in the camera.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: It just seems
4: really yeah. weird
1: to
3: me. Yeah. I, I my interpretation was that they were like knowing that she was in there long enough yeah. to read
1: a magazine Is like, uh, right. you know. Right, but, yeah, oh, because she says I finished a whole article Yeah You yeah. know, whatever uh, <laughs> Killer commentary uh,
3: <laughs> Kathy asks out Arnold Scheisenhausen in Total Reject
0: Scheisenhausen stars as the boy you want to ask to the dance in Total Reject <laughs> Hello Who? I sit behind you in science class. Someone sits behind me. I'm the girl with the beautiful brown eyes. I'm the girl who threw up last week in the cafeteria in front of the whole school. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now I remember you, the buff girl. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that was me. So I was wondering if you might want to go to the backwards dance with me.
1: Somebody else already asked me. Really? No.
0: So you'll think about it? Yes you mean it no so you have other plans
1: yes i plan to wait till someone else asks me i re- in this sketch um the guy who plays arnold schweizenhausen mm-hmm. uh has is holding like a wooden plank to make it a split yes. screen and yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's the kind of roundhouse stuff i really like like how yeah. like they have to <laughs> invent something to make a split screen and it, while it's not totally viable or like a, you know you didn't buy into it 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 was it's like cool to look back on it of like boy they're really trying
4: yeah totally sorry that's what i really like you know i like i appreciate the show more than i like it because of like the way they use cheap props and like yeah um i'm assuming they're writing all these sketches like once a week kind of like snl did um, right and so even though like it's really juvenile and like the jokes don't always land i'm just like impressed like by the creativity they have to put into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh they really are all in mm-hmm. on whatever
3: they're doing. Um which which comes across, I think, you know, makes it like tolerable.
1: Um well this was this was a 2 out of 5 for me.
3: Okay. I gave it, I,
1: I, did, I gave it a 2 for the prop. It did take <laughs> me a few seconds to realize what was going on with
3: that prop, and when I did, I was like, "Oh, that's great." Yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. Uh the kids Arnold Schwarzenegger impression was pretty bad though. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. i mean i can forgive it <laughs> i don't know you if i good. can it feels so easy to do an arnold schwarzenegger impression i don't know you are you ready with one right now You've been
3: practicing <laughs> yeah, but, yeah i've
1: been practicing all week um <laughs> no i'm not ready uh mm. what do you want me to say like hasta la vista sure no that's too famous you know <laughs> okay well <laughs> i'm he i'm the, i'm the governor of i'm the governor of california
2: okay yeah see like good.
4: he was doing just like a generic arnold like like you said not really trying it sounds like you're doing a McBain impression
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair that's totally fair which I, is
4: better than an arnold impression Martin, yeah, yeah. anyway oh no
1: i'm your kindergarten teacher now <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah that's good
1: um Anyway, no, I, I guess I shouldn't be too hard, but it just feels like an Arnold impersonation for someone who's going to be on a comedy show is like a must have at, in the 90s. You know,
4: you know what it kind of, I just thought of this. He he might be, you know how like the principal on the speaker, loudspeaker is doing like Dana Carvey as George yes. Bush. Yeah, yes. I think maybe he's doing like Arnold, but he's doing more like Hans and Franz from SNL. Mm. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Which they were doing bad yeah. Arnold impressions and he's just doing a bad impression of their <laughs> bad impression maybe. <laughs> yeah. P-
1: pretty much All the the writers the writers of uh Roundhouse were like just huge Dana Carvey fans. <laughs> just like
3: <laughs> <laughs> could be. Yeah. Uh Kathy's friends urge her to go with the popul- to go to the dance with the popular Chip Davis, but after a commercial for Class Clown Training School, she reveals that she has somebody else in mind. Oh,
0: Hello, I'm Dr. Larita Curran. Being funny means being popular. I should know. When I was in high school, I was a pistol. Now you TOO can learn to be a laugh riot by enrolling in Flash Clown Training School. Learn the art of making funny faces behind people's backs. This one's a hoot. Study techniques in simulating bodily functions. <laughs> funny trust me nothing produces more gaiety than fake flatulence
1: the, the girl hosting class clown training school i yeah. think she's kind of funny she's doing like a hard deadpan mm-hmm. um, pretty good performance but then like the stuff they're doing behind her feels like a little too juvenile like they're mm-hmm. doing like farts and yeah. funny faces i guess
4: yeah uh, yeah I was, I was gonna say I, I like the dr loretta or loretta whatever I yeah. don't, it seems like she's parodying something specific but i couldn't place it but yeah. i didn't I, i'd also appreciated her like commitment to like no like trying to supposedly being a funny teacher and having no you know <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> yeah, yes yeah no affect
1: whatsoever yeah um yeah, yeah i thought what this one was the... pretty good i gave this one a three
3: wow jeez
1: <laughs> you're always rating stuff like uh, not always
3: but sometimes it's just like like you're rating this higher than the other stuff so far.
1: I don't know, but which, which one's your uh, we got the intro, we got total reject, and class clown. Which one you going? I
3: would with? give it to the intro so far. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but well, I gave I it a two and pretty- a half. Yeah, but I think okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the channel, if you will, changes to you make the call in which Bill has to figure out how to tell Mason that he has a piece of food stuck to his lip.
0: IBN presents You Make the Call! Bill Fleming is sitting in our very abstract cafeteria when he notices that his best friend, Mason McGooey, has a small piece of food caught in his braces! You make the call! Should Bill A ignore it, thinking perhaps he's the only one that notices it?
1: So I saw this serious geek wearing these total floodwater pants, man. And B,
0: try to communicate to his friend through subtle hints and hand gestures. So if you ever see me wearing floodwater pants, shoot me, man. Just shoot me. Or C, tell him in a polite and discreet way. You make the call. May I have your attention, please? Look, everybody, Mason's wearing his
3: uh, <laughs> I I uh immediately kind of liked this. It's a one-note mm-hmm. joke, but it's, it tickled me. Yeah,
4: this the first image of like when it pans to him and that sandwich is just dangling. <laughs> yeah, I, I cracked up. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, it, I wrote down that this reminded me of kind of like an all that sketch like just mm. in the premise of like there's one joke it's a really gag driven go uh, excuse me yeah. joke you know the thing hanging from this entire sandwich <laughs> hanging from this kid's mouth um so uh i thought it was like pretty successful also just the technicality of like the transition between the school and then them at this lunch table i'm like boy this is just it's so well choreographed mm. um it's really yeah it's pretty good it's it's its, its own form of dance Sure, <laughs> did you catch the comment here where the kid said he'd rather be killed than wear f- flood water pants? Yeah,
4: yeah, I don't think I did
1: no oh. <laughs> but I, well, I uh go ahead yeah, go ahead, um,
3: I had a slight problem with it, just that he worded it as flood water pants
1: It was like instead of floods, yeah, just sounded yeah. weird, like uh,
3: I didn't Ye- even know that was like a way to say it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true, I guess. We I mean, maybe it's a regional thing that we just call them flood pans, but I don't know, maybe. Um I just thought it was Honestly, so funny yeah, cuz like
4: it, before You have? I think so. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I I just laugh cuz like in the 90s like a a boy probably would rather die than where it floods. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where's my Jankos, you know? Sure. Uh this um, this was This was a two and a half.
3: (laughs) Jeez, you really loved that. Uh, (laughs) You make the call or or class clown training. I just
1: think the best performance in the episode so far was the the girl, the teacher.
2: Okay, Mm -hmm. there's Um, like a
4: running gag that is included in this um, that I really like with uh, Mickey. mm, Uh, Yeah, the girl where she's like trying to think of something clever. To to like cap off her sentences, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and the audience doesn't catch it most of the time when she does it, so it really falls flat. But I always like. I think there was one version where the the audience kind of chuckled, but it seemed like the audience didn't even catch what she was doing through most of those jokes. Come
0: to the dance, yeah. He's like really, he's like really funny. But
1: no, I, I don't thought, think. Yeah, she would like start her sentence really confidently and then just kind of trail off because she didn't have anything planned to say. It was funny, but you're right. It seemed like the audience didn't quite know what she was up to.
3: Yeah, I guess it went over my head. So <laughs> you're saying this like I didn't realize that was supposed to be something. Was...
4: At one point, even one of the girlfriends like pushes her like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> Um, I don't know if you're trying to accentuate it. So the audience would catch it or what, but
1: mm-hmm. question. Cause the main, the main through line here is this one girl wants to ask a guy to the, to the dance, yeah, this background yeah. stands. Uh, did you guys catch the name of the main girl? Kathy. Oh, she's okay. Kathy. And then Kathy, we should say throughout this has this girl standing next to her with a cardboard cutout mm-hmm. of her head. Yeah. That, that represents her fear, like the fear keeps talking to her.:
3: Yes, yes.
1: Would you make um, it this gag? I
3: thought it was.: I, clever Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah. you know uh, it was a good idea. a uh, visu- good, visually interesting idea,
4: sorta.: Yeah. I especially liked when um, the other girls told her that a boy she liked was interested, and the fear was like arguing, and then she just like grabbed her and pushed her out of the way.
3: Mm. yeah
4: i thought that was kind of clever
2: yeah
3: yeah that yeah. was good um i had a slight problem that with the fact that they are like renaming these people like, I would sort of them rather just use their real names mm. um uh-huh. i think it would be like better for them and less confused i mean it doesn't really matter unless i guess you're doing something like this where you're like picking it apart but um, you know as I was going along I like kept getting f- confused between their real names and their character names that like barely even matter to the story mm-hmm. yeah um so Kathy wants to ask Mason to the dance but pressured by her friends she asks Chip instead and she gets rejected again ouch
1: this um, is the uh, Vegas date of your dreams where she has to like spin a wheel to find out if he'll go yeah um one not, not- one of your favorites, probably <laughs> Wow, <laughs> taking shots. Um, no, no, like this is not as much a joke as it is just story development. You know? Yeah. Um, yes. No, I gave it a two out of five, hmm. okay. uh, just because like it didn't really make me laugh. Yeah.
3: Um, this ends with her fear returning, and she again decides not to go to the to the dance, yeah.
1: followed um, by a, a them breaking out and dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: A nice long dance A nice meaty dance sequence
1: <laughs> Meaty dance sequence um, uh, Well, hold on uh, Can we go to our first commercial break? Oh yeah Don't
4: be alarmed if we disappear
1: There's more on snakes, so stay right here Kaboodles! Hop, flip,
0: pull, slide Find fun inside caboodles just got smaller They're mini caboodles. They're caboodle cool with my Mini Kaboodles fashion design set, I can draw awesome styles. This Mini Kaboodles hides a bubbly surprise. And here's looking at you. This one gives you real lip gloss. And a mini mirror, too. Mini Kaboodles are Kaboodles crew. Caboodle! <laughs> mini caboodles! Mini Kaboodles, wear them as a necklace. Find the surprise inside, each sold separately.
1: Now you can play the games of the Super NES Super Scope, Yoshi Safari, and Metal Combat: Falcon Revenge. So to prepare yourself, you might want to consider some basic training exercises. The
0: best play here
1: i love
3: it love watching <laughs> these old commercials <laughs> yeah.
4: whenever this
1: re- yeah whenever this re-aired you can tell it's it's halloween season on snick oh yeah uh, which i love no, no, not leg, right yeah, yeah. Snick. yeah yeah
3: <laughs> the super scope the super nintendo super scope yeah geez uh they, there was like th- maybe three games or something for it maybe that's a slight underestimate um and I remember uh, the Yoshi game coming out for that and multiple people at multiple um, uh, holidays giving that game as a gift. And I'm like, I can't play this. I don't have the super scope. <laughs> <Skull." laughs> oh, it was boy. very disappointing. I was like, Oh man, a super Nintendo game. <laughs> like you're getting me a super Nintendo game. Unbelievable. And I open it up and it's such disappointment. Um, anyway, so uh, when we come back, the kids are faced with their biggest school fears, a pop quiz, revealing family secrets and being embarrassed by mom. Three
1: out
3: of five. Wow.
1: <laughs> you it love pretty, it. Well, like, I, I, I thought the I thought the things that were happening were relatable. Um, sure. The, like the jokes were a little more leveled. Yeah. Um,
4: yeah not bad yeah media i thought mediocre you did skip over another dance sequence though uh
1: (laughs) there is one
3: at the
4: beginning of the break and like yeah on the way back the the thing that point the reason i even brought it up like it almost seemed like risque like because when they come back from the break the all the girls are in the audience and they're dancing on like the railing and it's like getting some pole dancing vibes off this (laughs) yeah there's like kids i don't know it just made me it would have made me uncomfortable if i was there like (laughs) with my kids (laughs) it is sort of funny like the people in the audience kind of are looking at them
3: like sort of uncomfortable looking and they're like one foot away you know yeah
1: Um, some wife side-eyeing her husband watching
3: (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. Uh, next we go to a commercial for scrape fear in which John Crane De Niro scrapes his fingernails across
1: the chalkboard. Oh, yeah.
0: From the director who brought you Raging Bully and The Last Temptation of Cafeteria Lady, comes the most horrifying motion picture in school history, Scrape Fear. Class, who would like to come up and erase the chalkboard, hmm? Uh, Let's see, little Bobby De Niro Jr. over there? How about you? Me? You talking to me? You talking to me? I'm not the only kid here. You talking to me?
1: I think I, I don't even think I rated this one. Um, <laughs> wow, why did you love it?
3: Um, no, I mean, I thought it was good up until like I don't know the end. I feel like
4: could have used a little bit of bigger of a punch. Mm. Yeah, I See, know. I thought um, the, the the impression was good. Like, but even by this time, it seemed like, man, this is old hat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I That's actually stupid. appreciated. The, like the the look on Crane's face when he's doing the scratching on the board cracked me up. So,
3: I mean, he is great. Like he just <laughs> whatever he's doing really comes off. I yeah. Think. Um. So, yeah. uh. Meanwhile, Mason still has food stuck on to his face, and Kathy lets her fear convince her not to ask him out. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, dentist Leary rips out one of our teeth. <laughs> Ugh.
1: As bad as it sounds, Dentist Leary.
0: You've got an appointment with the most obnoxious dentist on the planet, Dentist Leary. He's got a smirk for causing pain and a smock for catching flang. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Your x-rays don't look too good. I'm talking plaque. I'm talking gingivitis. I'm talking rotten stinkholes where your baby teeth used to be. I got two words for you. Root canal. Two more words. Severe pain. Two more words. Try blisterine.
1: One and a half out of five. The,
3: (laughs) The only thing I like about this is that it the... Like, we we are the camera view mm-hmm. in this sketch. Like, he's coming after us, mm-hmm.
4: kind of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's interesting. A good ta- it's a good time stamp too. You mean, like... Uh,
1: For, like, the moment. Purity? Yes, yeah. that, like, in 1993 on a kid's show, they're pretending to be Dennis Leary. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, whenever I saw this uh, sketch, it reminded me of, like... Do you remember those Dennis Leary MTV ads?
2: Mm, i think that's uh-oh. directly what the parody was he did a
4: lot of, uh, a lot of like dsa things for mtv yeah. in the early 90s gotcha and i'm not a fan of dennis leary so i didn't like him but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh but yeah again crane you know does a good job but it's not it's not a great not a great sketch
3: yeah uh back at home kathy and mom re- reminisce about dad's advice in dad's deep thoughts do you like that um um I you know, I think this is a very good example of kind of where the show falters mm. where it could be great. Like I think this sketch is good, fine enough, um like the idea, but I think what he says, like the different lines that he says could have been
1: funny. Yeah, this just is like, like your like a real jam- chance to tell a joke. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: And they kind of just it it was kind of just like obvious stuff. Yeah. Um at the end of this, the cast breaks into a, another song and dance
1: routine. Yeah, this one's spooky.
3: Oh, yeah. You better believe it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, it, this is the song I would prefer of the two, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, this one feels like a Halloween-y type song almost.
4: Yeah, it's a little more of a romp, less of a ballad.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I kind of like this. This is, this is like, of all the... I mean, I've only seen, I don't know, maybe 15 maybe less than that roundhouse episode since I've hmm. been grown, probably like 10, maybe. This is the best song in any of the episodes, probably. And it's not saying a yeah. lot, but yeah. I at least thought I appreciated the uh, what they were going for. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, let us not forget about uh, World Be
4: Still. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> forgotten.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the one I definitely sing to myself the most, including today, is Flop Sweat.
4: <laughs> hmm. I, I couldn't remember
3: how that went flop really sweat
4: <laughs> you know i uh i listened to those two roundhouse episodes you guys did like yeah. last week because i knew yeah. we were, i was going to be doing this yeah. and uh you know in your defense andrew i was very familiar with the term flops uh and uh i was surprised yeah, nobody yes. else had heard of it um, yeah what the hell i don't have any kind of like background in theater <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's amazing though like because it I really hadn't known that phrase but once
4: uh-huh.
1: we've done this episode I feel like a couple times over the years it's come up and I'm like oh, okay so like I was just like ignorant of it or not paying attention but <laughs> yeah it seems to be out there um, but it's yeah. still such a funny term and the song just being so like energetic and
2: yeah uh, yeah
1: Uh, Oh, let's let's go to a commercial, Andrew. Don't Uh, be
0: alarmed if we disappear. There's more on snakes, so stay right here. Norm, I've just been describing our new
4: deluxe television receiver. Unless I miss my guess, you've got a batch of questions. Nope,
0: just one question. How do they cram all that (laughs) graham? Into golden grams? How do they cram all that graham cracker taste? Into golden grams and still have room for the honey that makes them... Oh, yeah. Spectacular. Golden grams are part of this complete breakfast.
4: One last question, Harold.
0: Yeah, my question. How do they, they cram all their Hey! Welcome to the Light Show, where we discover the brightest stars of the future. That's your Luma Sketch and Sparkle Lights. Okay, Luma Sketch, headlights, brilliant, sparkle lights, lighthearted, dazzling, night light, very bright, lightning, well, audience, LumaSketch! Sparkle Lights! They are both brilliant! Ohio Arts LumaSketch and Sparkle Lights. Each sold separately, batteries not included.
3: Presenting the Fisher Price 3 in 1 tournament table.
0: Breakfast is ready! One more ball, Mom!
3: Where a simple game of pool is just the beginning.
0: Hi salon! Soon it explodes into an all-out tournament with table tennis balls flying. Dinner's ready. And a glide hockey game so fast and furious. Good night, boys. There's no telling how long you'll play. One more. The Fisher Price Three-in-One Tournament Table: Table Tennis, Hockey, Pool. Batteries not included.
3: Uh, covered with goosebumps biting your nails. Guess you want more of sneak Scary Tales. The Roundhouse crew brings us back from commercial. Yeah, this time we get a wrap. Yep. <laughs> Also, uh, and and
1: this, was, was this was also good.
3: Yeah, it was fun. <clears throat>
2: um,
3: and, and we're, we're reminded of the fears of being at home, including ja- dad's jagged toenails in dadward scissor feet and, and sibling court.
1: Um, the, the fear at home segment, like mm-hmm. if you, I don't know if you caught this, but it gets no laughs. <laughs> like it's like when the... <laughs> Man, um, You know, I don't know if the whole thing But when, at the very end At like the punchline When they're going to switch to siblings court
4: yeah.
1: Like, I was it, it like floored me How quiet the studio was
0: <laughs> Grumpy dad! Hey honey, I need help with my project For the PTA Wow Dad, where's Scissor Feet? Now you won't run away when dad says Come here while well, I caught a few
3: Huh. Um, I, I kind of liked the feet thing. Not that it was like particularly clever or anything. It was just
1: the way they filmed the it was kind of game. impressive.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: I yeah. like the props. Yeah,
4: yeah. Of the feet, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not not a huge laugh, but uh, yeah, a little inventive. And then, um, si- what about sibling court? Did you like this?
3: I didn't really like this. I can barely now remember. Oh, they were like kind of yelling at
0: each other. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Doug Sue Ellen, and welcome to another edition of The Sibling's Court. This is the defendant, Kathy Inikid. She refuses to get out of this chair, claiming she was there first. This is the plaintiff, her little brother, Jeff Inikid. He counters that he was there first and called saves before getting up for a snack.
1: You're, you're yeah. crazy. This is the best thing. No. <laughs> this is the <laughs> best thing in the episode. Thing,
0: no. <laughs>
3: Most forgettable, maybe. <laughs>
1: very relatable kid not calling say seat seat check uh before he uh, before getting up and then taking his sister like in premise i think it's our strongest uh in execution you know not so much uh i think it's another one of those
3: dad dad's advice moments where it's like
1: just it's just totally predictable can I ask you this? Do you have a favorite thing? You don't have to say it now, but do, did you have one where you're like, this is the best one?
3: Um, no. I mean, I don't, have, I mean, I'll think of it, but I, I didn't have one that I immediately thought
4: this is my favorite thing.
1: In the episode. What about you, Chris? You don't have to say it now, but do you have something where you're like, I, um, I oh.
4: think I have an idea. Okay.
1: okay. All right. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, Well, next up is just
3: a barrage of commercials. Oh, my gosh.
0: Coming up next, Jane Teesmore stars in Mrs. Quinn, Pizza Delivery Woman. She's bringing pepperoni to the plains. I'll get it to you in 30 days or it's absolutely free. Tonight on Unsolved Puzzles, we unlock the mystery Don King. Troll, not a troll. <laughs> we also answer the burning question Billy Ray Cyrus. Hick, not a hick. Tonight on BSPN, it's the world's greatest blues singing, crosswilling, blind basketball player of our time, Ray Charles Barkley. Tonight on America's Least Wanted, we'll be looking at you, Kathy Annikin. Who couldn't get a date if your life depended on it? <laughs> today on the Hopeless Referee Show, we'll be talking to girls who had to go to the dance with relatives. He's my cousin! Oh. <laughs> Kathy stays at home by herself today on The Young and the Dateless. I'm Phil turned down a unit. And I, come, on, I, come on, isn't there some guy somewhere in America desperate enough to take Kathy to the dance?
3: Something I did like about this is one of the lines is she's bringing pepperoni to the plains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty good line. Not bad.
3: Maybe the only thing I like actually laughed out loud at in that yeah.
1: are you. love sk- doing this. Are you they skipping love- um the Don King Billy Ray jokes?
3: <laughs> uh Oh, maybe I did
1: uh these 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 were the two moments where i was like oh
3: oh um yeah i don't yeah. know i i thought they were like not even good enough to be <laughs> thought about not like even it. analyzed at all <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah for context here there it's the joke is don king is a troll because of his afro and then uh, the show billy for billy ray is hick or not a hick mm. Um, oh, and then followed. You already mentioned BSPN, uh Ray Charles Barkley. Yeah. It's a b- blind basketball player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I don't know whether it's okay to laugh or not.
3: It feels <laughs> inappropriate.
1: I did, like, I, mean,
4: I did like when he jumped. Like he fell. He falls through the TV screen. Yes. And there's like a big. Oh p- yeah. Shattering uh, sound. Yeah. Effect. Uh, that it, that was
3: good. Um, it's so <laughs> dumb. It's like, but they love this, like, mixing people's names. Yeah. The, on, yeah. On, oh, uh, my gosh. Roundhouse.
1: Yeah, it's like a classic trivia thing where, you know, you have to, or like a Jeopardy thing where yeah, yeah. it's like someone's name connected to another. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They love wordplay. This whole segment is just them getting to rename shows
4: yes. in wordplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, they, they did a, a parody of $10,000 Pyramid, the game show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... I actually looked it up that show had been off the air since 1988 (laughs) (laughs) I mean I guess it was still on like when I was a kid I would see a bunch Uh of old game shows from like the 70s and 80s on daytime TV so I guess it's not that bad but
3: (laughs) Uh, Roundhouse is always very timely
1: (laughs) Um. yeah you figure whoever's writing that that was probably like a big deal to them Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah Uh, Also, we had America's least wanted, Mm -hmm. hopeless Winfrey, uh, the young and the dateless. Phil turned (laughs) down a Hugh.
1: Maybe that's the best joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like just having to say the phrase "Phil turned down a Hugh" is both funny and embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, Star Trek: The Next Rejection. And American Kathy daters,
1: oh, uh, as in gladiators for our listeners.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you notice all of these are slightly related to like her not being able
1: to get a date. Yeah, America's least wanted, hopeless one for you. Um, what what did you make of this this little TV montage?
3: Um, I was impressed by just like the sheer number of things they went through. I couldn't believe it. I mean, starting with like number three, I I kept thinking, okay, that's the last one. All right, this is definitely the last one. this <laughs> has to be it, and it went on for like four more beyond that. Like, what? The
1: yeah, heck? it's like they like every idea at the writers' table <laughs> yeah. is like accepted. Like, yep. yeah okay, yeah, we'll do that one too. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I kind of, I mean, I kind of liked it. I, I'll give them credit for it. Um this could be my favorite thing possibly just
1: because there's so much going on. You love making fun of blind people. Sure. That's, what <laughs> I,
4: that's the main point.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I mean, I don't know. What do you make of it, Chris?
4: Um, Yeah, I think a lot of them are swings and misses, um, but I do always appreciate when they have the big TV and they yeah. do the cool. with their hands and all that stuff. like Yeah. Um, um, it you know, i appreciate the the effort they're putting into it but yeah not a lot of chuckles really out of that sketch
3: yeah uh it did get uh a big laugh like before or a big clap like when they brought the tv on the stage like the <laughs> audience was ready coming. for it yeah <laughs> um
1: joe what's what um well, I'm, like, debating my score now. I think I was too hard on it, maybe. I think I... think I... gave it a four. What? Is that what you would give it? You'd give it a four?
3: I'm saying... Never mind. I was joking. Forget it. No.
1: <laughs> what I was would saying you... I,
3: I'm... you only gave it a four. Like, you said you are rethinking your
1: score. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I do think it should actually go up uh, for my score, but... um I'm interested, Andrew. If you had to give this one a score, what would you give it?
2: Uh, maybe like a
1: 3.25. Okay. Yeah, we're just off. Okay. Oh, well, what, what, what are you giving it? What? I give it a two. Oh, my God.
3: I mean, there's <laughs> just no way. What was that one again? The class clown training school? Court. Oh, that's also a bad Amazing. One. <laughs> All right. Uh, Over at school, Mason finally gets rid of the piece of food stuck to his face. And Kathy breaks into, if I give you my heart. (laughs) You know what's really great about this is I typed in the song just to see, I don't know what, on Google. And there's somebody on YouTube that does a cover of this. And it's so good. And they even do the uh, little... Thing that the guy does in the middle of the song, like <laughs> wow. talking to each other. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Incredible. Worth watching,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's like actually well made.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh,
3: cool. I can't tell if they're like joking or not though. Maybe somewhere oh. in between.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, it sounds like a real song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know these just aren't my favorite moments.
4: Sure. I'm yeah, the song. Familiar. It's an okay song. She has a good voice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, can't, can't, yeah. Wait. Can we? I don't think we've ever done this, but can we cut to a uh, what? What would YouTube comments do?
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. What would YouTube comments do?
1: All right. There's only one YouTube comment on this video. Mm, yeah. Um. It's only been up though for seven months. <laughs> Um, this comment comes from Adam guy, 2003. Um, this was such a great episode and that song, if I gave you my heart is freaking gorgeous. <laughs> it's almost strange that a show, which often used very irreverent humor could feature such a lovely heartwarming song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So just True. wanted to give this song a shout out. Uh, it's the only yeah. thing referred to in the YouTube comments. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Um, Kathy finally asks Mason to the dance through song, and he says yes. Hmm. At at home, Dad gives Kathy a dress for the dance that he made with his own two feet. And the cast repraise the theme song. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> no, I'm not sure what's so good about that, and I love the ending going back to the theme song. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if it's like because it's so good or because it's just like some sort of a like Pavlovian response of like mm. the show's ending.
4: That <laughs> I'm happy. I always get a kick out of the of the them jumping back into song and everybody like coming back together. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's just because like when I was after I'd grown up and I like found an episode finally to watch, and that happened, I was like, oh yeah, that's how every episode ends. I like. <laughs> And uh, so now I just get a kick out of it. I guess every time. Oh
1: it's yeah. Just nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. Okay, so Andrew, if you had to pick a favorite sketch, yeah. Um.
3: I think it's a tie between the um food on the face and Dad's feet. Mm. Uh, just because I like how they progress throughout the episode, and they're also sort of funny. I think they're just like the most successful
1: parts of the episode.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely like the sandwich hanging. That's, that's a fun one. What about you? You don't like the nails? Um, I like,
3: people's hair and stuff.
1: I like the I way know. it was shot. I just don't. Again, zero laughs on that puppy. Oh well, forget this audience,
3: jeez. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's what. This good. audience is—they are the tastemakers, Andrew. These are. <laughs> Um, the tastemakers of '93. You got it. Uh, what did? Uh, what was your favorite one,
4: Chris? Um, I really like the uh, the clown school. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. but I think my favorite is the uh, uh the the, the uh, sandwich hanging on his face. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's nice. what got me the biggest <laughs> laugh, and it goes on and on and just yeah. like, angles there, and it just, just so absurd.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that maybe that's the right pick. I mean, <laughs> I would, I would. Clown School and Siblings Court were kind of in premise. My favorites. Um, okay, but uh, what Would you say baffling? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys think the moral of this episode is?
4: Probably not a good one. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's fear, but it seems like it's all basically based around one girl's fear of not being able to get a date.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, for such a big concept, like you could mm-hmm. really like have a moral here for teenagers in the nineties about, I, I mean, I think at the end of the episode, it's about, it's supposed to be like face your fears. Basically mm-hmm. she faced her fear. Yeah, but that's and, not... the boy out and I don't know. I don't know if the episode achieves that.
3: Well, that's a whole other question is <laughs> isn't that what we should be measuring it on what what moral does it succeed at giving us? Yes, well, probably none for every episode. i mean
1: that probably applies to every episode like it doesn't necessarily like, succeed at it but... well, I don't know, but I you're right you- i go ahead.
3: go ahead i i don't love that it, the episode's, like, so focused on this one thing um, mm. when they had a chance to, like, do all kinds of
1: crazy stuff. You know? For sure. If you're calling the episode Fears
3: yeah. and
1: it's just about a girl asking this dumb boy.
3: Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I, uh... <laughs> we mentioned Simpsons somewhat regularly, but today, <laughs> after I watched this episode, I saw... Um, Uh, old episode of the simpsons that had a better fear joke than anything in this episode (laughs) um uh marge is like off gambling so homer's by himself taking care of the kids and uh lisa says he had she had a nightmare about the boogeyman and homer goes into bart's room and like sits to, wakes him up and sits out in his bed it's like bart i don't want to alarm you but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman <laughs> somewhere in the house <laughs>
1: uh, yeah that is good that's good anyway All right. that's All right. how you do fear
4: <laughs> I, I would wager there's not a single joke in the simpsons from 1993 that's, that is that's, worse than any joke <laughs> in this episode. You're, you're probably right. You have to be right. It seems like a, I would take that
1: bet. I would take that bet. Um, okay, you guys want to talk about what went into this? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Hi. This is BIOS, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Uh,
3: Well, I took a look at some of the people involved in this episode. First one is Kathy. She's played by Lisa Vale. This is her only IMDb credit. And she was a singer before uh, Roundhouse. And she had one album called And I Love You. Mm. I've definitely seen it before in the wild. Wow, uh, really? Never listened to it. Yeah, it's got like a somewhat um, memorable cover. It's just her on it. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Um, I also took a look at Mason Magoey, played by Mark David. Uh, this guy, his first credit ever, he was an extra in this grotesque, great body horror movie called Society. Oh. And then he was shortly after that an extra in Encino Man. Whoa. Like, unbelievably. Yeah. Uh, he was all, He also appeared in Saved by the Bell, the new class.
1: Wow, big month for him.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, And then he was in nothing since 1998 until last year. Whoa. He did a voice on an episode of a show called We Baby Bears. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Just like a one-off voice. Yeah. yeah.
4: Because for some reason, I was thinking she had more of a career after this. Mickey Duran. Um, mm-hmm. who was the girl who had the running joke that nobody got. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she is, but um, what I did see was she was credited as a dancer in clueless. The movie uh, show mm-hmm. girls, orange County, Looney Tunes mm-hmm. back in action, an episode of community. And she has a website getting fit where she teaches uh, fitness, dance and yoga. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I believe what? she's in the California area. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Okay. Um, well, this might be my favorite uh, director IMDb ever. Mm. Um, this episode was directed by a guy named Ron uh, Andriessen, I believe. Andriessen. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he directed two episodes: "Fears" and "Feminism." Mm. Oh boy. I feel like we've got to watch that <laughs> <laughs> that nothing good can come of that episode um okay but I what what really fascinated me here so for m- most of his career he works as a editor um and boy what a journey uh so he starts off on kids videos called kids songs let's play ball then he does. He's the editor on Jerry Seinfeld's Stand Up Confidential, which was before Seinfeld had started. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, does more kid songs, uh, something called Very Silly Songs in '91. You guys ready for this?
3: Hmm. I I, I sort uh, of.
1: Playboy Video Playmate Calendar 1992. <laughs> Playboy Video Centerfold Playmate of the Year Lisa Matthews. Playboy Video Centerfold Pamela Anderson then something called Damon Edna's Hollywood back to playboy wet and wild for uh the best of wet and the best of wet and wild sexy lingerie five um Kathy Lee's rock and tots cafe a Christmas gift <laughs> Dude,
3: it took me so long to figure out what like I thought it was a uh Typo GIF instead of gift. <laughs> a Christmas GIF. It's like, why isn't it GIF? I could. <laughs>
1: oh, the GIF. Uh, uh. Then back, of course, to Fast Women and volu- Voluptuous Vixens. Um, sure. 1998 GIF. Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. <laughs> voluptuous Vixens 2. <laughs> like, I just love this guy's resume. Um, and then he moves into, like, Come Together, a night for John Lennon's words and music. Uh, We will always love you A Grammy salute to Whitney Houston Um, Just bonkers Like this guy's resume is Bonkers Yeah um,
3: That's impressive Makes me, I hope that Jerry Seinfeld He didn't like piss off Jerry Seinfeld And then Seinfeld like made it So
1: he couldn't get any
3: jobs in the regular Mainstream
1: I gotta work roundhouse
4: Call (laughs) Hugh Hefner Yeah
1: he just hits rock bottom <laughs> um yeah so that's a little bit about uh, ron so is this Congress. the only
4: this is the only roundhouse episode he did
1: he did two this one in feminism
4: oh, oh that's right okay oh um, man even yeah wow.
1: <laughs> which interesting <laughs> knowing that he all he did was direct yeah. playboy stuff or, uh, maybe no who knows maybe that feminism episode rocks maybe 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 that's why he was doing all the, like he was the only person that was trusted on the, yeah. Like boys, giving yeah. women a voice or something. Sure. I'm no, I'm talking out of man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, any trivia,
3: Andrew? Um, just in reference to this particular recording with the, I just wanted to mention, um, that fish Fisher price three in one tournament table, mm. uh, always wanted that as a kid. And then I went to somebody's house and like, Played on it and i realized this is no good yeah uh, too small yeah like the uh the pool table like you're knocking balls like across the room
1: <laughs> just... but it looked cool it did look cool i always also wanted one that i what i really wanted was an air hockey table just a big air mm. hockey table and i still <laughs> kind of want that
3: mm. i did have uh there i don't know if it was a full size one but we did have one of one of my grandparents' house when we were growing up. Mm. Um, it was pretty fun. You know? yeah. Every once in a while, though, like pretty often, I guess somebody would smash their fingers. You know? Ah, no. classic air hockey uh, injury.
1: <laughs> um, any other trivia? No, that's it. Um, well, they made a joke. They made a joke in uh, the episode that says, "Obviously, Franklin Roosevelt never went to public school." Mm-hmm. and so I looked it up um, it says I well, except- didn't just know that well, I don't know every what wow. high school every president okay. went to okay. alright <laughs> <laughs> boy high stan- I mean I appreciate that you have that high of a standard for me I mean I do know a lot about presidents but not every high school um, so it says except for attending he did attend public school when he lived in Germany at the age of 9 hmm. very interesting but otherwise I didn't know this FDR was homeschooled Uh, until the age of 14. Um, And then he attended Groton School, an uh, an Episcopal boarding school in Massachusetts. Uh, Groton. But he did have some public schooling. Okay. Um, They they also mentioned uh, that her husband was just as smart as Einstein. You remember that? Oh, yeah. So I looked it up. Einstein, (laughs) you want to guess what Einstein's IQ was? Mm Hmm.
4: 160 Chris, I guess uh, 154
1: You're both Well, one of you is exactly right And one of you is very wow. close uh, Yeah, Einstein's IQ was 160 Wow Yeah. Which made me curious Do you guys want to take a guess um, What the highest IQ ever recorded is? Uh, like
3: 180 something
1: 183 Not even close one ninety-eight. <laughs> no, it' uh, somewhere between two fifty and three hundred. Like uh, that
3: doesn't even seem real. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, what does that even mean at that point? You know, like they can control things with their mind or something. <laughs> what? I'm just. Saying oh, you're that saying that like how do you gauge it? High number. Yeah. Like supposedly average is a hundred. So this person is two hundred or like you know, one hundred fifty. A full. IQ point above the average person. Like one and a half full IQ levels.
1: Well, I don't it's know. Crazy. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, his name <laughs> and, is. And
3: way smarter than
1: Einstein. Yeah. Well, his name was William James Sidis. William James Sidis. Uh, he was born in Boston, Massachusetts um, in. Or no, he was born in New York in 1898. And he died at the age of 46 in 1944. He was uh, a child prodigy, exceptional with mathematical and linguistic skills. Um, let's see, is there anything interesting about this dude? Went to Harvard, Rice. Um,
3: I'd like to know what the next highest was. Could speak. 20 see if this guy
1: possibly cheated. Could speak 25 languages. Okay, I mean that sounds incredible. I'm it. He died of a cerebral hemorrhage, probably because his brain was so. Like,
3: <laughs> He's so smart. He... <laughs> yeah. Coincidentally, the next highest IQ is 160. Somehow, he was, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of the next smartest human being.
1: Yeah, he looks. He looks. <laughs> he looks smug as, you know, <laughs> he looks real smug.
3: <laughs> this high. <laughs> Somebody accidentally like. Added 100 points to his IQ. (laughs) This is the highest IQ we've ever... This is off the charts.
1: (laughs) He's just like this totally normal dude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He just thinks he's by far the smartest human being that's ever lived. All right.
1: Uh, Street observations.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Kathy at one point says she turned down a couple of celebrities. Did you catch either of them? Oh, yeah. She said, "I don't care if it's Marky Mark or Joey Lawrence."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. good cultural
1: marker.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see what the magazine dad was reading? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't no think idea. I did. It's Lie Magazine with an oh. exclamation point. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah. In the Lie font. Um, <laughs> I guess this also counts as a straight observation in the Scrape Fear when he's doing the De Niro impression. Yeah. uh, Or the taxi driver impression. Like in the background in the audience, there's a woman that's like really just delighted to hear a taxi driver impression.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Taxi driver.
1: (laughs) So besides Scrape Fear, did you guys catch the other name of the movie parodies?
3: Uh, Raging Bully. Yep. And the last temptation of cafeteria lady.
1: Yeah, that that like raging bully is really good, and then the last temptation of cafeteria lady really ba- is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. It just um, to your point of like try a little harder.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, there,
1: miss,
3: Uh, did you get the type of knapsack mom brought to school for Kathy? Hmm. Another good one. No, I didn't.
4: Hello Kitty?
3: No. It was the Smuppet babies. <laughs> Smuppet babies. Again, I mean that's another thing. I'm not sure Smuppet is anything. Uh, yeah. Did you say the name of the host
1: of Siblings Court? No. Do you know it? No. <laughs> Doug Doug Sue Ellen.
3: Hmm. Okay. Doug Sue Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um uh, ju- going by the sign that appears in Roundhouse, um, where where's Roundhouse located? What street? Oh, does this start with an M? No. Oh, I missed it. Is it West
2: street? No, no, that would have
3: been better, actually. West 14th. I don't know. Oh. Okay. One we'll <laughs>
1: other. That's a good one.
3: <laughs> the last thing I wanted to ask you guys about is if you caught what other... Sh- Episodes were on um, this Snick run, judging by the commercial break. Mm, great
1: question. Shoot, no. I
4: uh, there was a Clarissa. I mean, I, I can't name the episodes, but I think okay. Clarissa and Ren and Stimpy were in there. Yeah, both of those. And I'm sure all uh, you afraid of the dark? But I, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. You nailed it. Do you, do you um, know which but episodes, I, Andrew? I
3: do know the episodes. Uh, Clarissa was The Darling Wars. Perfect. Are You Afraid of the Dark was The Dream Machine. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And, uh, Ren and Stimpy was Haunted House. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Good catch. Good catch. Um, well, it may, it may not shock you to know that, uh, this has no rating on IMDb. <laughs> not enough people have rated it. So it has no score out of 10. So out of five stars, what did you guys give Fears?
3: Um, this, I don't know. Maybe you'll, you guys would think this is crazy high, but I give it a three out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mostly because I just think everything really works with this. Ex- again, except for the writing being a little weak, um, but everything else, like the performances, uh, the sets, Everything else is pretty great. And like, even they're, they're trying very hard on the songs, even if they're not necessarily up our alley. Uh, But, um, but again, like, I just think there's so many opportunities in an episode of roundhouse to like, just make something a little bit better. Like so many jokes that could just be like rewritten once and be way better. So, but, uh, um, you know, as far as, myself today goes i enjoyed watching it and i was entertained so three out of five okay
1: i no i i don't have any i'm not gonna go after you with a pitchfork or anything here <laughs> chris what'd you give it
4: uh i kind of waffled back and forth um uh between 3.25 and 3.5 i'm gonna go with 3.5 out of 5 Ooh. and that's relative of course like you know, a Pete and Pete episode that I would give mm. three would be way better than this, mm. obviously. Um, but for a Roundhouse episode, judging it by that criteria, this is a pretty good one, I think. So 3.5 out of 5. Nice.
1: Yes. I'm giving this a two. Uh That was my okay. average score for a sketch. Um, you know, it didn't feel... <sighs> It felt like a middle roundhouse to me. So like, I can't remember the one with um flop sweat. What that one was called? Sports. Sports. Thank you. It didn't. (laughs) It did. Hard name. Yeah, it it didn't have the highs of sports, and it didn't have the like absolute incredible lows. You know, like even the sure. bad stuff here wasn't as funny as the bad stuff in sports, and then it also didn't feel quite as like memorable as Christmas. So yeah. it was like a middle, like very in the middle for me. Like maybe forget a little too forgettable. N- not enough sketches here where I'll at least walk. I, I'm I, three years later. I'm not going to be singing whatever the spooky song is. Like I'm singing. <laughs> yeah, I think
3: sweat. that's pretty safe to say.
1: Um. But you know, it's it wasn't it wasn't awful. It just you know not not as funny as it needs to be.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, okay, so so we got a three, or we got a two, a three, and a three and a half. So we're we're all within yeah. one and a half here. Um, yeah. You want to name the episode? Oh yeah, sure. Better believe it.
3: I called this one The First Dance. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. A little dance. bit of a connection to uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? There. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a little.
1: Um, very good. Chris, what did you name this episode?
4: Um, as we were talking about it, I kind of wish I had thought more about, like, the dating stuff. but. I was really uh, just copped out, and I called it No Fear with a K. Wait, wait, with a K? Yeah. Wait, where would the K go? Like, K-N-O-W, fear. Oh, Oh.
3: wow, yeah, Yeah. nice. (laughs) That's pretty good.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I am really glad you clarified. Uh... (laughs) I should have said with a K and a W,
4: maybe? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: um okay no fear um i i'm going with total rejects Mm, um, as a reference uh so andrew what was yours again uh the first dance chris no fear and total rejects we'll post those um and you guys can vote uh on our last name and episode which was uh patreon only um was yours,
3: Joe, um a dig at the episode itself? Yeah, kinda. Total. <laughs> yeah. Reject. Reject. Yeah, a little
1: bit. Um, so I won the last one on Tale of Old Man Corcoran with Died and Seek. Mm. Um, and we should give a shout out on our last episode, the rewriting episode. Our our big vote getter here was Allie with uh nice. Oh Christmas Pete, which was a great rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Um and that uh yeah she she didn't win the Clarissa Right but she should have
2: Yeah um,
1: that was really good um, Andrew what are our, What's our next episode on Patreon uh, Next time we're going to be Talking Snow Day Yeah,
3: yeah Nickelodeon movie
1: um, We've had a lot of requests to talk Snow Day Over the years um, And I have to say I'm pretty excited to rewatch it Because I don't think I've really watched it In a long long time Mm. I've caught like bits and pieces of it But never just like a full watch Yeah um, So it'll that'll so be really fun
3: Yeah for sure It could be 10 or 15 years since
1: I've seen it Yeah Excited yeah. to excited Something to see Chris Elliott Excited to see Chevy
4: <laughs> Sure
1: <laughs> You, Chris did you say you'd never seen it?
4: Uh, yeah no, I've never seen it it's, It uh, was originally That's the one that was originally going to be a Pete and Pete movie Is that right? Yeah Yes Yeah, yeah. yeah um
1: i don't think it's like classic i think people are maybe a little nostalgic for it mm-hmm. um but it's it's not it's not bad
3: i think it's quite
1: good mm. i mean if it was pete pete it'd be like amazing but, uh, <laughs> but i mean we'll find out I, I guess i shouldn't review it here because uh, sure. I, I do need to watch it again but mm. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be next in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast we're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast you can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com you can hear us on Podbean Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere there's podcasts you can hear us um, and Chris, man uh, really a, a pleasure to have you on and
4: uh, I'm happy, happy to be here
1: Thanks. yeah, let's let's do it again
3: for sure yeah, well, um, well, uh yeah, great time. We hope we'll see all you Smuppet Babies next episode.
0: <laughs> Keep us safe from birds and heights, movie credits, crowds and puppets dying in a fire. Being washed right up to
1: sea, losing all of my front teeth. Being buried half alive, bugs that burrow deep inside. Wild dogs and things like that, domesticated mice and rats. Not all of them, just their feet, or that my whole life could be sleep. There's Wheels and certain blues over mainly losing you. These days are mainly losing you. These days are mainly losing you. W
2: A R T Radio Wellsville.
1: Um, I don't know what this trivia or this stray observation was supposed to be. I just wrote down King <laughs> Solomon. Do you know what King Solomon was sitting in? Uh, No. A lazy boy.
2: Okay.
1: I don't <laughs> it hap- know. It well, happened, but I don't remember how I wanted to ask it. So I'm just going to edit okay. this out. I don't have any more. Answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, Saturday, 8 p.m.
3: at the roundhouse. The lights go out. Oh, I think you got your time wrong. Uh i'm not sure let me well i got it right up right 8 30 oh yeah the dark yeah you're right i thought i i knew that it uh originally aired at eight thirty, but i thought they said 8 p.m for some reason mm. okay okay i'll just uh or whatever <laughs> want to start over or <laughs> i don't
1: i don't think the listeners care when okay I okay that. yeah uh, hold um, hold on this happens hey. every week but uh Is my dog is crying? So hold on one second. Sorry, that was my dog. So Um, Andrew, you're gonna say
3: something? Uh,
2: no.
1: Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Um. Snick or Treat could never be Sneak or Treat without that fearless feline, that dog gladiator, that unflappable duo, Ren and Stimpy, as the Sneak or Treat continues to treat you to an eyeful of pre-Halloween programming coming up next. Just hang on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> The people watching.
4: <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs>